Anchor. You can just submit things on there now. So they can go to Anchor and submit stuff to us? They can submit stuff to us, and we can respond to it. Uh, and it's free. It costs nothing, which is pretty sick. Uh, because before, we were just dumping money into a site that would, you know, hold it ransom. I literally had to pay a different site. I had to pay to get in to download our stuff to put it on Anchor. Really? Yeah, I had to pay uh, like $15 because I let it expire to just get our stuff off and put it up on Anchor. And Anchor will never do that. So, all right. Yeah, we just get it all the time. Do you, do you have the app on there? Can we respond through the app? Yeah, you can download the app. You can respond to the things through there. You can edit your podcast through there. You can like you can record it so you can take it to your friend's house and just record it through your phone and post huh. it instantly. And and anyone that eventually chooses to contact us can contact us through there too. So that's Yeah, you can contact us through there. I like that you can uh it, you just put it on there and it puts it on like Spotify and iTunes and Google for you. I don't know. It's made it a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah. We were, how many hours a week were you putting into like making sure everything got published before? Do you, do you remember? Um, I mean, not a lot of time, but enough time that it's, you know, it's nice having anchor because it's just easier. Okay. See, and this is a switch that I was told about last time, but I, I didn't know that uh, we could communicate with an actual fan base through it. I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and there's advertisements. Yeah. Don't forget about that. You don't even have to have any listeners. So. Yeah. Um, All right. Three, two, one, live. There we go. All right. So uh, welcome to episode nine, everybody. If you're still there, I mean... It'd be cool if you are, but whatever. Or if you're just tuning in and this is the first time listening to it, what the fuck are you doing? Go back and listen to episode one. Start there. Episode Dirty. one, I think, is probably one of our best. Episodes. You think so? Yeah. You think so? I, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. We definitely have some episodes that are bombs, in my opinion. But yeah. Uh, do we really i so like i'll listen i listen to the first couple of them but then as i get going i'm just like they're probably fine <laughs> <laughs> like i was there for the conversation yeah i should definitely. go i'm gonna enjoy going back and listening to them later though i know i will yeah uh yeah i kind of scanned through about 10 minutes of each today okay and uh i mean they seem okay uh yeah i don't know if it's enough to hold on to viewership so to speak but um, oh, we'll see anyway on on the way over here uh there was a little girl selling lemonade in front of her house oh yeah and i stopped and got some oh nice worst lemonade i've ever drank in my life <laughs> <laughs> but get your shit together cynthia <laughs> but uh i'm i'm all about supporting little kids when they want to do stuff like that you know it's it's pretty innocent thing to do and their parents are inside like just you wait yeah just you wait yeah i was talking to a oh who was it a co-worker of mine who was like when my kids are old i'm gonna make them work really hard for their money i'm gonna make them work really really hard how old is old um 
I guess like teenage years or whatever. Okay. And I'm like, I kind of have a different philosophy. I would be more the type of parent that would be like, okay, you're going to take a loan from the bank of dad for 500 bucks. <laughs> and I want you to take this 500 bucks and turn it into, and I'm only going to charge you whatever, a percentage. Because that prepares them for real life in a sense. Um, and then you get some money from it. So you get your little kids working for you, making money <laughs> and you get a little percent. So every like allowance, so to speak, would be a loan. Kind of. I it, I wouldn't make him go like, oh, mow the lawn to get money and then save up. I'm going to be like, hey, well, I don't know. I haven't thought it entirely through, but I, I want them to take money, learn how to take small amounts of money and make it a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And he was like, I don't know. He gets defensive sometimes. Who does? My coworker. Oh. Just we have different viewpoints on a lot of things. But is this Cody again? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it should be a a combination system. Sure. Yeah, you have to learn how to like. I think working smart is really important. I think working smart is better than working hard. But if you don't work hard at some point in your life, you don't you don't know the value of not going through shit because i had to do shit like yard work like all day saturday sundays were like yard day and then i realized i don't want this shit so i guess i I wouldn't have known that i didn't want it unless i went through it yeah um it's really funny because uh some of the guys i talk to i talk to him about like having to mow my yard and shit and i hate doing that yeah like i genuinely dislike it right you'd hire someone to do it i'd rather hire somebody to do it because um it's we're all time. It's yeah time, we're all stuck here with a limited amount of time and yeah okay from that webinar i put time is most important drilled in man time and uh one guy was like, well, I like it because it gets me out of the house away from my kids for a little while and and whatnot. And I was like, well, I don't have children. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't need a fortress of solitude, so to speak. Right. And if I did. You have your man cave. Oh, Go upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the back room, that little art room. They don't even get the art room. They get the closet in the art room. Go sit in there. <laughs> it's daddy time. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want them around my paints, though. Oh, I started a new picture today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, yeah I'm curious um, to see it. Um, It's going to be called Boretz Zasvobodu. What does that mean? Uh, Freedom Fighter in Ukrainian. Okay. And uh, it's a image that I saw um, from the 2014 like rebellion that took place in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, uh, it was a guy throwing like a Molotov cocktail, but I've changed what he's throwing into like the statue out of Freedom Square in Ukraine. And, okay. Um, the background I'm still tinkering with a little bit. I have a couple of ideas, but I think I'm kind of sold on on one. Yeah, you should do one. it. You should put it on that uh, that website we were looking at yesterday. Etsy? Yeah, do some reprints and stuff. Uh, I found an artist that I really like, and she does customs. They're really expensive, 
but she'll do a custom one of my dog wearing any clothing I want. <laughs> and look at look at this one. This one was on her profile, and I was just like, yes. That almost looks like him, too. Yeah, it does. It really does. So Captain Uzi. Captain Uzi. <laughs> I just want something. I want to put that in the hall, like just creepy walk by the hall. I don't think it's that creepy. Yeah, she's if, really good. If I walked good. into somebody's house and they had that of their dog. Yeah. I would just laugh. Hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. I've looked at a couple of artwork. I found a, a artist that does. It's like rustic wood, but it's a USA flag. Yeah. It's like broken apart, but it's like pretty big and framed. And that wasn't too expensive, like 150-ish. Yeah. I mean, for art. For yeah. art, that's nothing. That's not that bad, yeah. Like I didn't realize if you're buying a big canvas something, it's probably going to be around 500 to 1500 bucks. Oh, yeah. Like, if not higher. If it's an original print, for yeah. sure. Um, I, I bought a... I think it's like a three by five canvas, a three foot by five foot reprint of a picture. Okay. The reprint was two hundred and fifty bucks. Wow. So I can't even imagine what the originals going for. You know. Yeah, some of her originals were like, and it, maybe it wasn't that maybe they weren't selling very well, but they were originally listed at like six hundred, and have been brought down to around four hundred. But even for that, for an original print, is like steel yeah for sure especially how big it is it's like 40 by 20 something inches mm -hmm. yeah i i was gonna stop by uh one of the local art shops today and buy some bigger canvases but my bank account says that i can't yeah so. fuck that thing <laughs> uh my wife was like all about it too. She's like, "Yeah, let's go to the let's go to the art store." Yeah. And well, that art convention's coming up, right? Like the art expo. Yeah, it's a Utah Arts Festival. Yeah. I'm I'm actually I want to go to that. That seems really cool. Mostly because look at my walls. <laughs> I, have, I have so many so barren, much barren like a eighty year old womb. Yeah. 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 So much free space. I could put anything I want. See, the, the the trick is, though, is getting something and not overwhelming the house with it. You know, like, you you want a few pieces up, but you don't want it to look cluttered either. Right. So, yeah. like, my art room looks cluttered as fuck, but that's where I, like, keep all my shit. Right, yeah. But the rest of my house looks decent you know it's not yeah. cluttered it's like one piece two maybe two pieces in every room okay what would be really cool is if you could mount one of those thin profile tvs in a picture frame and just have like a slideshow of different art that goes but that's also your tv that would be nice i would do something like that that's that's something i but would probably at, personally coming from me uh at that point then I feel like since you can just go on Google and search images and find high quality images and save yep. them, I feel like you're kind of cheating the person out of their money at that point. I mean, like if you could do it with your own art. Oh, mine? Yeah. Yeah. So like if you could have collages of your artwork and just have it kind of cycle through your portfolio. And I don't know exactly how art works, but I'm going to assume that it has a, not as much to do with the art, art, but like the storytelling behind the artist too seems to be what determines success in art. Like they they 
paint a reputation based on like their emotions they project. Yeah. What it seems like. Uh, to an to an extent, I mean, there's other stuff out there that it's just really good. You know. Yeah. Like that um, Parisian picture I have in my house. Yeah, yeah. I know nothing about that artist. And I went to his show, and and that's the only thing that I liked. Was it his style, or was it his, like... It was just that picture. Okay. That one individual picture. The rest of his stuff was good. Yeah. But it was, like, there was something about that one picture that drew me to it. And so I became committed to, to that one picture, but I'm not committed to that artist. Okay. Um, unlike, uh, if you guys go to the website Art by Ty, that guy, I pretty much like every single picture he's made. He's Some, the, the war one? Is that the one, uh, like, the what, ones you have what, in your basement? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, it's like, he does various different stuff. It's all usually pretty political, but, um, it's done entirely in ballpoint. Um, it's and, really unique. Yeah, and, uh... I, I just like his style, you know, like that's somebody who, where I like their style more yeah. than I like what they put out. Okay. Um, he's got hundreds of things and only three or four have really caught my attention enough to be like, yeah, okay, I'm willing to spend money on that. Yeah. But his overall style is really interesting. It's unique. There's some artists that just throw shit up. I swear. Like some of them that I was looking at $800 canvases that are just like, just splat it's just like or just like a wave or something like something super simple yeah and they're selling these they're selling it like reprints for a couple hundred bucks like you're saying yeah it's crazy the art i mean it's a big big market right especially like it's a niche market but like the stuff that's in it's expensive so like rich people isn't it's an art like yeah like it's up there with golf yeah it's it's something you're you're not going to sell a lot of, but right. when you do sell it, you're going to make a couple hundred bucks at a time. Yeah. Um, like, there's a artist out there. His name's David Lazelle, I think is how you pronounce his name. Okay. Uh, I really love his stuff. Like, not a single painting of his do I not like. Uh, and he is... Uh, he's out of California. I can't afford his shit. Yeah. Like, I just can't. Yeah. Um, even the reprints are pretty expensive. Are they? But if I could afford it, I would buy almost everything that he's created. Yeah. And I wouldn't know where I'd put all of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> put it on all over my walls. I, I think you would like him. You should look him up. David? David Lazau. David. L-O-U-Z-A-Z-E-A-U, I think. Okay, yeah. So, like, very colorful. Very, uh, like, like red-orange base. But oh, like, some teal. also macabre. Yeah. Um, it's stuff that you'd see painted on the wall at really good Mexican restaurants, I feel like. Well, not just that. There's other things in there, like uh, type in uh, Samurai after his name. Oh, right there, actually. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, 
uh, it's really skeleton based, like oh, I like this Dia one. de los Muertos. Yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. yeah. But it's it's very very good. Now, if you go back and erase samurai and type in World War Two, like he he does it for like all sorts of milestones oh, yeah. in human history. Um, really great stuff, though. Yeah, excellent. Um, I. <clears throat> And I wish I could afford it. I I still have his card from when I lived in San Diego, and I'm still, still, four years later, waiting for the capability to be able to uh, own a piece of his work. I I just can't afford it right now. Um, with time. Yeah, with time. Plus, it gives you opportunity to work on your stuff. So, it's yeah. like inspiring and like you look at different artists and like have things you like about them and try to implement your own stuff yeah so it's good to at least study artists even if you can't afford their work i think oh no yeah i think that goes with anything though like, yeah if if you want to get good at golfing you're gonna study all of the great golfers if you want to get good at you know playing football or whatever yeah. Whatever it is, you're going to study the people that have come before you. Right. And it's crazy. You can just go on YouTube and learn that way a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I had this love-hate with Bob Ross when I was a kid because uh, relationship. He he um, marked the end of Saturday morning cartoons, and I hated that as a child. Ah, okay. So he would come on, and you're like... Fuck. It's over. But then, like, he paints these landscapes, and he does it with such ease, and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. How's he doing this? And even though I wasn't happy to have him on the television, I'd still fucking watch because he's a really good artist, and he did it really fast. Like, he'd crank out a nice picture in a half hour. And he'll tell you a story while he's doing it. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> just it's crazy, you, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, if I could watch some of these other guys work, uh, I'm sure they pour a lot more time into their stuff than he did. Oh yeah, he's a. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. Bob Ross is an amazing artist as well, but he could. Uh, an original Bob Ross nowadays goes for about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but. That's small potatoes compared to some of the other artists that are out there. Like, if you want an original Dali mm -hmm. or Da Vinci, God help you, you're looking at millions. Yeah. I mean, even Banksy pulls in more money than that. The Mona Lisa's priceless. Literally. Do you know why that painting is so famous? I did at one point. I don't remember anymore. So it's got nothing to do with uh, the quality of the painting or what it's like. It got stolen. So it's famous for being stolen at one point in time. Oh, really? Yes. I heard I heard rumor that he, uh, he drew that as himself as a woman. Like that was his inspiration behind it. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I just heard that. Um, I'm not sure if that's true either. But... Da Vinci and Drag. Speaking of drag, there's a great movie out there. I don't know what our age group is that listens to this, but you need to watch it if you haven't seen it, regardless of your age. 
It's called the Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. It's Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo as drag queens in a competition. Oh, I ha- yeah, 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 yeah. It is a hilarious movie. Yeah, I've yeah, seen. Do that. yourself a favor and go fucking watch that. <laughs> you know, go go to FYE uh, or Best Buy. Pick it up for like five bucks. You won't regret it. Just like the widest, broadest-shouldered dudes, and yeah, and they're all in drag, dude. It's fuck like Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo at their physical primes, dressed up in like cocktail dresses and shit, dude. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking ridiculous yeah i'm i'm gonna go home and watch that movie tonight fuck it dude i love that movie might as well yeah have, I didn't... have you ever watched it yeah it's been a it has been a while 95 watch it okay yeah 1995 yeah you should come over later and watch it That'd it's a drama fun. cult film is what it's titled yeah, under it, no it's it's hilarious though yeah it it's one of the best comedies I've ever seen. Chi-Chi Rodriguez? Yeah, Chi-Chi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chi-Chi Rodriguez, that's John Leguizamo's character. Just pull up Chi-Chi Rodriguez on your Google browser right Noxima now. Noxima Jackson? Yeah, Is you it? will not be disappointed. And Vita... Uh, Vita Bohem. 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 From the... From, I think, what is it? The the Manhattan Bohems. Yep, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, you, you will not be disappointed with these pictures, guys. They're excellent. Yeah, they're great. And the, it also is a true testament to how good these guys were as actors because you get like wrapped up in the story and you're for, you completely forget that it's Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, and John, John Leguizamo in yeah. drag. Like, you completely forget it. Just a little way into the movie? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's really good. Really good stuff. Oh, we miss we I miss comedies like this. And it's got Robin Williams in it uh, for a short period of time. Uh, great movie, guys. Yeah, one hundred percent recommend. Ten out of ten w- would watch over and over again. We don't have good like just ridiculous comedies anymore. I feel like they're all uh, Seth Rogue, Seth Rogen, and James Franco comedies. And they do those guys do well, but um. When I look at James Franco, I like his uh, more serious stuff better than yeah. I do his c- comedic work. Okay. Um, Doesn't he do art, too? Dude, uh, James Franco is like a modern-day renaissance man. Really? Like, yeah. He, uh, I think he's got a couple of doctorates. Uh, he, like, he's very well-read. He does art Here's a, Here's an artwork. Fat Stallion. And... Um, he directs, he acts, like... He's into drawing fat animals. Is it Fat Stallion, Fat Corgi? <laughs> Let's see this. Yeah. Well, you know, if that's his thing, that's his thing, man. Triple team. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? He also has millions of dollars. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck what you think. Nope, he doesn't. He should, but he doesn't. No, I don't think he should. Well. Because I know you pretty well, and I don't give a fuck what you think. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, no uh, problem. James Franco as Tommy Wiseau. What was that movie that he did? The Disaster Artist? You watched that? Uh-uh. He's like basically a 
I'm not entirely sure. It was this crazy guy who like just wanted to make films and no one believed in him. And he, he eventually got really famous. Okay. But he was just like this crazy guy. He's like, you don't see my vision. I'm like, my movie. I'm making my movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Franco, he's kind of out there. If you guys want to do yourselves another favor, I suggest looking up his uh, Comedy Central roast, the roast of James Franco. Yeah. Fucking excellent. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, MC'd by Seth Rogen and it's got like an Aziz Ansari and uh, the typical names are there too, but yeah, like just it's just great, you know. Everyone just accuses him of being gay because he reads all the time. <laughs> oh, I never thought he was gay. I just thought he's no, like that's just part of the joke. It's like this recurring joke throughout the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, if. Uh, what is this? If you open up a book and dicks just start flying at your face, like <laughs> right? Just uh, these type of people. He's very similar in a lot of ways. I think I see him a lot of ways as Keanu Reeves. Yeah, um, yeah, I could see that. Keanu actually, I read Pretty a thing down yesterday. To earth person. Keanu said a couple days ago that he's actually like a really lonely person because yeah. he's very. Uh, we're not in a literate, a literate society, I guess. So like. These type of guys are into like reading, writing, all of this stuff, but they feel secluded by it. Yeah, I think Adam Driver is going to be one of those guys really? too. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, obviously, Star Wars was a huge, like, rocket ship for him to get roles. Yeah. But <clears throat> before that, he was in a few HBO shows. Um, He's mostly done artistic type movies, like stuff that you would see at a film festival. Otherwise, okay. you know, like Star yeah. Wars is like the thing that made him money to where he can just sit back and relax for the rest of his life if he wants to. But yeah, most of this, <clears throat> most of the stuff he's participated in is um, artistic and in, in nature. Yeah, he's he's very, uh... <clears throat> and I I love I love it because. The fact that he was a Marine and he was so open about wanting to be an actor. Yeah. I'm sure everyone in his fucking company and battalion gave him shit all the time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Who's laughing now, motherfuckers? I'm sure there's a gunny out there with him that it was a PFC with uh, Adam Driver at the same time. And I hope he runs into his SNCOs later. Yeah. Like, just like, in the private sector. Oh, yeah. Just like, you know... Goes back uh, to around Camp Pendleton or fucking Lejeune or wherever the fuck he was stationed at. Yeah. And just, like, is shopping and runs into one of those guys and is like, hey. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. going on, man? Remember how you told me I was going to fucking fail and fall flat on my face? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just holding it over him. And he's yeah. too, I think he's too humble for that. He's probably... I, I think he is, too. And, and I think uh, he's probably at the point where he has enough money where he doesn't give a fuck now. Yeah. You know, but I would still like to be there for when I would have liked to be there for when they released the new Star Wars trilogy, Last Jedi, Force Awakens and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And have these uh, people that used to be part of Adam Driver's company, whether they were the 
gunnery sergeant back then or somebody that was alongside of him in the trenches thinking he was being a dumbass. Yeah. There's a lot and of marine that, actors. That first trailer coming out and having Adam Driver's face on it. Like Oh yeah, that's just the like biggest. I would have paid to be a fly on the wall in one of those dudes' houses. Like, like what the fuck? Holy shit. Yeah. They probably didn't believe it at first. They had to IMDB it. Yeah. They probably didn't. You're right. They're like, nah, dude, this no is communist po- propaganda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nope. Be... Nope. He he got out and became successful. It's really funny. A lot of guys, when you're when you're in, a lot of people above you tell you that you're not going to be successful if you get out. Especially, like, they're like, oh, if you get out and you don't have a plan, you're not going to be successful. I mean, clearly yeah. he had a plan, and I've got a plan, but... Oh, like they it, it's this culture of fear to maintain like to keep you in right it's a culture of fear propaganda in its own way yeah and like he was like nope fuck it dude i'm gonna i'm gonna become an actor just watch and now he's fucking kylo ren dude yep. like he he's the new like i he's the new darth vader and uh, he's in that new uh, film with Bill Murray where uh, it's like zombies or, or it's like a buddy cop movie comedy okay. sort of deal. Like doing great for himself. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for him. I've never met the man, but I have been in the military. So I knew the kind of resistance he was facing getting out to oh. follow that dream. Oh, yeah. And... I'm I'm just fucking happy for him, man. Like a- Adam, if you hear this, I don't know if like you listen to lowly podcasts like ours, especially ones that have a shot glass and beer stein on the <laughs> as the promotional picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, I'm happy for you, man. Like seriously, kudos. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's not enough of that. You know, it's funny. Like it depends on the culture. Uh, and it depends on who your boss is in the military, too. That makes a huge difference because there are some amazing people within the military who have like absolutely have like a sympathetic and are very emotionally intelligent beings that like will push you, but they're sympathetic to what you're after or like it, it just depends, I think. A yeah, lot of and, time. I, and I had one of those, uh, maybe two. Yeah. As I was getting ready to get out, and it's like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. Like, this is my plan. Now, were these Navy people, or were they Marine people? One of each. Okay. And, you know, that was that was really cool to see that. when you have 400 other people telling you, like, dude, you're going to fall flat on your face leaving this. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know. Um, Like... I, I think it's really important to get out there and follow your dreams. Like that girl with the lemonade stand, you know, like yeah. worst lemonade I've ever had, but yeah, at least she's fucking trying something, you know, like at least she's out there trying. And that's such a stereotypical thing we think of as like kids, like, Oh, I want to make money this summer when I'm out of school, I'm going to open up a lemonade stand. How many of you actually did that? Yeah. I, I did it. I Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I didn't do it. We, it sucked ass. We were on the side of a highway in the middle of rural Idaho, so we got a few customers from Sympathy, I feel like. There's people like, slow down, slow down. Like, we got to go back. <laughs> Look at that kid's crying. <laughs> yeah, turn on the waterworks. It gets them every time. It was just the water and, like, the powdered thing. Come get it. 50 cents, bitches. Yeah, I don't even, like, 
What was she charging? What was her price? Like 75 cents a cup. You know what we should do? Let's go open one right across the street from her and just plow it into the ground. <laughs> Let's just ruin her dreams right early on. Put lemonade with a little something extra for adults. A little something time. extra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like a putting a splash of vodka in each cup lemonade 21 plus and then you have a little like flip card that you let a string go and it covers it when the cops drive by (laughs) just to be safe you have a big line going around the thing (laughs) the little girl's just looking over crying just flip off (laughs) i mean even even if we did that i would turn around and give all that money to that little girl oh you know if that happened she like she would remember that her whole life, and then like thirty, she'd be that like career-driven person, like fucking. I'm Those gonna, two fucking dicks. I'm gonna plow everyone into the ground with those my two, company. Yeah, those two dicks on Tenth East. Yeah, back when I was seven years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, uh, was a uh, Rockefeller, the oil guy, would not have been who he was if his dad wasn't a dick to him. They That's called true. him. They called him Devil Bill. That was his dad's name. Really? Yeah, because he believed that he if he 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 should always beat his children and, and constantly teach them they're never enough. So he <laughs> Rockefeller grew up his whole life not trusting anyone, so he just fucked over as many people as possible and built the biggest wow. empire of all time. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. That's that's incredible. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, yeah. They uh th- yeah, that uh what is it like the the st- the people that are in charge of Purdue Pharma, we said their name a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh, the family. Yeah, that family. They're yeah. they're they're comparing them to the new Rockefellers. Like the they're the new Rockefellers. Like yeah, I think him and worried, Bezos worried about making money and just crushing people into the ground and don't give yeah. a fuck about like what it's doing to other people in the right. process. Yeah, there's just no, there's no like cognitive awareness that they're doing it that's because that's all they see is the financial numbers same thing with warren buffett he gets a number he's like oh well we're gonna have to lay off fifty thousand people go ahead and do that but we'll just pick them back up in two quarters or whatever when we can afford to do that it's like to him it's fifty thousand numbers not fifty thousand people yeah lives yeah it's not and it's not just fifty thousand lives at that point you're you're talking about families yeah like you might have that one single guy out of every twenty or fifteen, right? But for the most part, you're you're talking about affecting, yeah, literally thousands of hundreds of thousands of lives, right? So yeah, it's yeah, it's insane, man. These uh these giants, but any the crazy thing is anyone can get there. It's just. It's just the the competition and like the when you get to the top they just drill down like drill down. So you have to like sacrifice a ton to you know that's uh, that's why I think entrepreneurship should be taught more but yeah. Um I and I I agree with you but on top of that I think uh creativity needs to be more emphasized as well. You know, we we put a high level on uh math and science and those are good things we need those things to function as a as a society as a group of people but you you also need the creative aspect because without the creative aspect you don't come up you don't get new inventions i I think once we're through the fourth industrial revolution which is ai 
displacing a lot of people's jobs. So if we can get to a place where the, the people's money comes from creativity, like I think I really think we're going to go through a creative boom where there's, I, I'm hoping so, where there's going to be good music again. There's going to be like, everyone's going to be more expressive because they're not being drilled with an eight hour job that digs them into the ground and sucks the life out of them by the time they get home. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's what kills the creativity. You know, my, I, I have a niece and she's 13 years old. Um, in middle school, you know, having to worry about learning algebra and all that bullshit that you never use unless you're an engineer of some kind. And she comes home and she draws and like that's what she's focused on doing. And she does like for a 13 year old kid, she's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, she, She's more on like the uh, anime Japanese manga gotcha. style. Yeah. But. For a kid of that age, mm-hmm. light years ahead of her peers yeah. when it comes to artistic talent. And I focus, when I'm around her, mm-hmm. I focus on nurturing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, not her a, parent. It's a good thing to do. Capitalize on something that is going to take you far in life. Yeah. And, uh, well, even if it doesn't, you know, at least you've got the joy of creating something. Yeah. You know, uh, and it it was really cool because I was talking to my sister about her and my sister for Christmas didn't buy her clothes, Mm -hmm. didn't buy her like a computer or, you know, like the typical shit that a 13 year old would want. Yeah. Bought her art supplies. Like hundreds of dollars worth of art supplies and canvases. That's a good move. It's like, enabling. Yeah, and well, and it's enabling a good thing. It's enabling the um, spirit of creation within this person. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what, Candace, kudos. You know, like that's that's what needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't know like what her future holds. You could force science down her throat and she'll learn to hate math mm-hmm. and hate, like, science and chemistry and stuff and go grow up and be a biochemist or something and hate every minute of her life. Yeah. Or she could grow up and help create, like, whatever the new Pokemon is going to be. Right. And love every second that she wakes up. Right. So. it's a, Yeah, it's looking forward the studies show that looking forward to something is like the key to happiness. It's like the, the thing that we find fulfillment in. And a lot of the times when we go to bed and think about work the next day, we're like shit, not excited for tomorrow or whatever. But yeah, it's when you're young because my parents in particular were always like, stop thinking big, stop thinking all this stuff. Like you're going to go to school, you're going to do this. And if you don't, you're going to be a loser type mentality and and that doesn't make sense to me me neither like you you need to make sure your kids doing what they need to do to get through those steps that are required of society so they can at least support themselves yeah but you should always nurture whatever it is they want to do unless it's like fucking animals or like killing people right you know then you have a problem yeah but like if, if they're a creative person and they want to write books Get them something to write with. 
Yeah. You know? Like, in, in their free time, let them do that. Don't mm. force them to do other shit. Yeah. Like, it was a, we, nurture the fuck out of that. It's we, Now that you said the book thing, especially in elementary school, I remember my parents were so mad at my grades, but at the same time, I was creating, like, I, I, I would create, like, we did the, like, dare, the drug thing. Yeah. And I made, like, an illustrated, like, actual book with drawings and everything in it. And it got the attention of, like, a lot of people in the school, but my parents didn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, they're like, they're like why, why do you have C's? Yeah, why, are, why aren't you getting A's? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to tell this. If there's any, um, there shouldn't be because this is clearly marked explicit, but if there's any underage, uh, lower than 18-year-old people mm-hmm. out there listening to this, your grades don't fucking matter until you're trying to get into a program on a graduate level. Yeah. Okay. It's true. I, I got into a like U of U. They're like, yeah, we'll take you. Just get your associates through community college, which is fine. It's cheaper. Yeah. And then we'll take you. No problem. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, so and you're telling community college will take anybody. That's why they're a community college. They're there for the fucking community. So, you know, like you can eat. So even if you're 50 right now, you know, and you, you wanted to pursue something else. And now like you are worried about going back to school because your high school GPA or your early college like that you did uh, 15 years ago that is kind of off. First of all, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, like. You can get that stuff expunged from your record. Right. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but especially if you're a child and, like, if you want to be the next Tony Hawk, fucking skate it up, dude. Yeah. Be safe about it. Wear a helmet and protection because I've dealt with people that crack their heads open and have to have somebody cap them because they don't yeah. have the ability to control their own bladder anymore. Shit. So, uh, but... You know, if you want to be the next Tony Hawk, go after it, man. Like, you have to do do enough to get yourself through fucking high school. If you need to, you can start at the community college level later. Get that associate's degree. Um, focus on getting good grades at that point in time, and move up to a university and get a degree in whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Even if it's lesbian dance theory. Yeah. But your your grades. I'm I'm telling you right now, like unless you're trying to go to Harvard right out of high school, your grades don't fucking matter. Yeah, they don't. I had a uh, discussion with Cody actually at work when we talked about we think that it should be there should be an age requirement to go to college, and that should be around 25. Uh, and the reason we say that is because when you get out of high school, you should have to go get some fucking experience, grow up a little bit. Well. I- 20-year-old 20, 20 me, 18-year-old me, whatever, mm-hmm. Yeah, had no idea what the fuck I wanted to do with my life. Right. You know? I figured it out at about the age of 23, and I had to sit on that dream for another four years. Yeah. And then I could act on it. Right. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I can see the, the value in... Being like, okay. It's just getting past the pre-adolescent age where people are about partying, drinking, and they have, have worked a job and been like, I don't want to fucking do this my whole life. 
right. reevaluate a little bit. And then 25, you can be accepted into university and you would have a lot less people that are like their, your parents should not determine if you go to college. It, it should not be a thing where you're out of high school and it's like, Oh, wh- what do I do now? Mommy? Oh, go to, go to college. Yeah. It, it's not, it shouldn't be the immediate next step for you. Yeah. Um, experience is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, and you know what? If you're going to make college your immediate next step, just because like you feel like you have to do that, mm-hmm. take bullshit classes. Yeah. Fuck around for a couple years. Figure out what you want to do. Yeah. You know, we've got the technology to keep people alive until they're like 90 nowadays. 80s, 90s. Some people have passed 100. Yeah. The last Buffalo soldier died at the age of 111. You know, yeah. um, some of that's genetics, right. but you you have time to figure it out. Yeah. You don't have to be like, I'm 18. I need a fucking career because I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 67. Yeah. And don't, don't <laughs> specialize your associate's degree. I feel like that's a big mistake. Yeah. So many people say, I'm going to work towards my associate's degree in mathematics or what, like once you get past this, even with that, so associates means fuck all pretty much nowadays. Yeah. It pretty much means nothing. Right. So you might as well just play around with credits. They're going to accumulate. And on, on Honestly, uh, I have a friend. His name's Richie. I love the shit out of this guy. You met him the other day yeah. at my birthday. Uh, so he's got his associate's degree mm-hmm. um, and his bachelor's yeah. now. Uh, he has his bachelor's framed. And his sixth grade graduation certificate framed. No associates his, in sight. His associates is hung to the wall with a fucking thumbtack. Really? I, I love it. That's I funny. Fucking, I fucking love it, man. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Edu- education Richie, is... I love you, man. I Seriously, I would I would take a bullet for you. It, it's... Yeah, it's... Associates... Education... You should never chase a degree especially or education based upon the money. And so many people look at the degree and say, Oh, I can be a computer scientist and start at 60 grand a year. I'm going to do that because I I want a house or I want whatever. And then it's taught like, okay, go to school, get that degree, find a job and then live happily ever after. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. They don't talk about like the thing you have to do every single day to live quote unquote happily ever after. And and if and if you don't like that thing you're doing. Oh, you're fucked. Dude, cuz um I I found what I want to do, mm. you know? Um yep. I keep saying that cuz I'm fucking proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to go through the shit to get there. Yeah, I and you know, it's it's something that I would be happy to wake up and do every day. Yeah. Um but up until this point when I was trying to force my self through those steps before i joined the military like i got out of high school i was like well fuck i guess i just go to college now because it's the next thing that's what everyone's doing yeah i was fucking miserable yeah when i was basically making less than minimum wage in the military four of us stacked in a two-bedroom apartment together or in the barracks yeah some of the best times of my life right honestly like being broke as fuck and hanging out with my friends yeah. Um, School of hard knocks. And absolutely. It's important. Uh, and he, those are some experiences I wouldn't trade for anything, mm-hmm. you know? 
you know, living in Chula Vista and like the most skeezy part of fucking town. Uh, guy got stabbed to death in my parking lot on the way to work one day. Um, cops were out there, wouldn't let me leave because the parking, the whole parking lot was an active crime scene. Damn. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, sure. Uh, mountain. And uh, sorry, uh, getting some more mixed drinks pulled together here. Anyway, uh, yeah, this uh, this time of my life was some of the best that I've had. You know, all of us we work we had the same schedule at work, so we like we had the same days off and the same days on, and we were all broke as fuck, and we just hung out with each other and i feel like that's what your early 20s should be about um just you know surviving and trying to have good times with your friends and the in between the points where you're trying to survive um wouldn't trade it for anything with so i'm encouraging you if especially if you haven't gone to college yet uh and Especially that, and if you're less than the age of, like, 25, just sit back and let life happen for a minute. Keep your head above water and let life happen for a minute. Get a few roommates. You'll, it teaches you so much to do this. Um, moving on from that, though, uh, I have been watching a new series that I found out about. I didn't find out about it until this week. It's called uh, Bonding. It's my perfect type of humor. It's super dark. Uh, It's about a gay guy who becomes the assistant to his friend who is a dominatrix. And uh, he's getting thrown into all these situations that he's super uncomfortable with. Yeah. And... uh, like he's trying to date on the side yeah and uh <laughs> the guy that he's dating takes him out to like a a strip club for gay guys essentially and he's like uncomfortable with the situation and his dates all like so you're a dominatrix assistant last night you pissed on somebody <laughs> and you're uncomfortable with this it's just I don't know. Check it out if you have an opportunity. It's pretty good. I'm. It might not be for everyone. Be for everyone, but like I I find it kind of funny. It's got some serious points in it. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife does not like it. <laughs> uh, but I think it. I think it's pretty funny. I'm surprised you like Leonard Kenny. Me too. Actually, I'm surprised about that as well. I have not watched much more of that. I stopped like season three. Yeah, I got bogged down around season four. I felt like it got too, I don't want to say political. It got politically correct at some point, but at the same time, and I don't necessarily care about that. What I care more about is I felt like they they felt like they were funny, so they doubled down on it, and they it just kind of felt fake. Yeah, I kind of noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to... I might go back to it and just jump ahead a couple of episodes and see if it gets better. Corrects itself. I hear it does. I hear it gets great again. Um, let's 
watch our uh, our verbiage there about getting great again and yep. whatnot. I've, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please, don't don't attack me. Yeah. I saw a really funny thing. Speaking of the "Make America Great Again" deal mm-hmm. the other day, uh, somebody wearing a red hat, same font, same size of lettering, but it said "Ha ha, made you look." <laughs> <laughs> great. I I just I I had to applaud that person. I just you know, wonderful. Yeah. Yep. It's really funny. Like, make everyone uncomfortable where they're not willing to make eye contact with you, but if they look at you long enough, they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Make America cringe again. <laughs> uh, and I play uh, Call of Duty from time to time. Yeah. And you know how you can put like little tags if you're part of a group? Yeah, the whatever. clan tags, yeah. Yeah, clan tags. So mine is just where I'm from. Uh and I see MAGA on there mm-hmm. so fucking much. It, yeah. It, it's actually kind of irritating mm-hmm. to me um, just because, like, I don't know if I'm playing with a neo-Nazi or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I came across the clan tag the other day. Yep. Hilarious. XNXX. If you don't know what that is... I urge you to go to xnxx.com. Now, if you're under 18, do not go to xnxx.com. But I know what that is. Yeah. Now that I visualize it, I know what that is. But this guy's clan tag was xnxx, and the guy that was like clearly playing with him as like a, a team member was nxnn, and I have yet to figure out what that is, but... <laughs> I'm uh, gonna find out tonight. <laughs> oh, and and XNN. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Oh shit. Oh, Ooh. and so you know how your dog pissed your pissed itself the other day? Yeah. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I leave to have uh, a meal with my in laws today, and my wife and I come back home. My dog ate a fucking bar of soap. Oh, shit. That I used to clean paintbrushes. Oh, shit. Is he all sick now? What did you have to do? Uh, I'm just watching it, dude. Like, unfortunately, I don't have the money to rush him in. Apparently, you can give him hydrogen peroxide. I don't know how long ago he ate it. We were gone for hours. I heard that with chocolate. You just dump. I heard that from Louis C.K. You just dump hydrogen peroxide in their face? Yeah. He talked about his, like his dog ate dark chocolate because his friends left dark chocolate in low places. And he ate it. And he had to like pry his dog's mouth open and like put it in. Like, <laughs> kind of pushed it away. Like, I don't know what the fuck. You... Okay, that's weird. And then does it again. He's like, okay, I'm pretty clear I didn't like that. Stop it. <laughs> so then he's like, just dumping it and like trying to get it in its mouth and he finally just goes to the dogs on the other side of the room all wet and just looking at him like <laughs> i i don't know what happened to you but the thing we had fucking done we're done <laughs> but yeah apparently hydrogen peroxide yeah i mean it'll work but i'm not sure um 
how dangerous this was for him. Yeah. I'm assuming it's relatively dangerous, but since he's also the size of a full-grown adult male. Right. Um, he's probably get a stomach ache. Might throw up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Get the shits. Yeah. But if he takes a turn, I'm going to rush him in. Yeah. I'm sick of my dog trying to kill himself, dude. I'm fucking sick of it, bro. Yeah, they're good at finding those things. Yeah. It's like, hey, I love you so much. When you leave, I'm going to try to kill myself by eating something. He's I trying to OD while you're out the house. Yeah. He you still know. feels bad about the countertop, probably, and he's dealing with those emotions. <sighs> Doesn't want to deal with them anymore. Yeah, ate a laminated countertop. Fucking... This dog, you guys, he's a rescue, so he's got some anxiety problems. Um, but other than him trying to kill himself by eating shit that he shouldn't, sweetest dog in the world, oh, happiest yeah. dog in the world. Um, the damn ice cream truck's coming. Yeah, I hear it. Uh, Sometimes you can hear the kids. Ah! Mom, give me a dollar. I Throw down some change. <laughs> Um, anyway. We only accept debit. (laughs) Where am I supposed to swipe that? My ass? Yeah. Uh, I should run out there and ask him if he takes debit cards. Probably does. Probably like, yeah, we have a square reader here. Uh, anyway. And ask for a big ass tip. Uh, apparently onions are toxic to dogs. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. It causes hemolytic anemia. Uh, citrus as well. Yes. But, um... My dog ate an onion one time before I knew that it was toxic. And Ooh. I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Who eats an onion raw? Jesus Christ. Like an apple? Yeah. Um, raw dog in it? Yeah. He. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> literally raw dogging it. Uh, anyway, he, uh, he got ill. He threw up, which is a good thing, yeah. I guess, in retrospect. Yeah, this dog, he just, like, he finds shit and he eats it, dude. And I I don't understand why. Even our canned vegetables aren't safe anymore. You know, if we leave a can of black beans on the counter... Yeah. He pulls it off the counter, punctures it, and drinks the juice and eats whatever beans he can get out of it. God, how long is dogs' memories? Like, why don't they remember this shit? Because they remember faces, they remember words, they remember names. But when it Smells. comes to... they When it comes to, like, actions, they're like, what? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have shit on the floor. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, dogs should be smart enough to literally go sit on the toilet. Like, they should be on paper. Because they're so smart in so many other ways. <laughs> like, they should be able to lift up the seat, sit down, and even fucking flush it. They're that smart. But yeah. they don't. Nope. They probably know. It's probably because they know they can get away with it. Yeah. They're probably so intelligent that they're like, oh, this motherfucker will never. Where's my testicles, Summer? He'll never catch on. Where are, where are my testicles, Summer? <laughs> mm. Yeah, dogs are fucking crazy. Especially, he's German, right? German uh, dachshund, has dachshund in him, which I think is probably the most intelligent of the breeds he has in him. Because the other breeds are Chihuahua and Rat Terrier. So, But the, the dachshund side of him, Jesus Christ, just gets things. Yeah. I mean, I, I taught him all the tricks, and now I teach him how to do them in French. Teach him, teach him different languages, and he gets it. That's nuts, dude. I didn't know you were doing that. 
Yeah, it's just for fun. I was like, oh, let's try it. I, I associated it with the hand movement. So like sit, lay down, speak, spin. And then I just did the same hand motions for, for French words. And he and then eventually you can stop doing the hand motions. And it, yeah, huh? no problem. But yet he can't figure out how to not shit on your floor. Correct. Correct. He has been going outside when given the opportunity. So maybe I should just leave this open most of the time. Yeah. Get a little. I bet. Wonder if they make like a doggy door. They do. That you can. You, they do. Yeah, they make them. I'll have to show you. I don't know. I won't be here much longer. I'll be out of here in two months. So yeah, I don't but know. your next place will probably have a sliding glass door as well. Probably. You might have a double door patio. I don't know. Hey, bud. Problem with doggy doors on my house is if it's big enough for Hunter to get through, it's big enough for a person to get through. Mm -hmm. Can't. Can't be having that. Mm -mm. Yeah. Huh, Uzi? You hear the ice cream we? truck? We, Uzi? Uzi. 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 <laughs> Sorry, we're kind Uzi. of distracted here. Um, Uzi. Pale. Pale. He's trying to... Yeah. Pale. There, there he goes. In, uh, yeah, in French. In French. Saw it with my own eyes. In français. Oui, 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 oui. It's so funny, why, dude. Why, why French? Uh, I took French in high school, and I was actually damn near fluent. And then you realize no one fucking speaks French in the United States. True, but it is an international trade language. It is, yeah. It's it honestly is a really good language. Like if you learn, if you can learn either, if I could take it back, I would start at Spanish. Because if you start at one of the, uh, I guess, Latin-based... The Romantic languages is what they're called. If you start at one of those languages, I would say Portuguese is the most diverse. If you learn Portuguese, you're going to understand Italian, Spanish, and French. You may not be able to have like fluent conversation. But um, if you learn one of, the, one of those languages, either yeah. Italian, Spanish, French, Portuguese, you can learn any of those other ones in three months, easily. Um, but yeah, Spanish is so much, I, I wish I would have done Spanish because that is actually really useful, uh, especially in North America, in North America. Um, but even travel, like I've honestly thought about living in Mexico for a little bit. If, if I can get to a position where I, I have it, some money in the bank, if you do that, how are we supposed to record this thing? Right. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. Maybe I'll have the money to fly up every week. That'd be so badass. <laughs> that would be so badass. But then you'd have to fly every week. Literally, though, I they show me, uh, like, you, you go down to parts of Mexico, and you can get a full entree, side dish, a beer, and it costs, like, $3.50 U.S. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I it, mean, like, if you've got $100,000 in Mexico, you can live pretty fucking well. You just set yourself on, uh, set, get a little online shop, and just go live in Mexico for a while. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I, I would love to get away from... America as a whole for a little while. It's because you're a communist. No, I'm not a communist. communist. I'm not a communist. I just don't like feeling like I'm on meth twenty four seven, dude. Okay, I'm a communist. What 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 the wrong is wrong with America? But because I I have an what ad. The fuck. Go drive down State Street and look how many car dealerships and fucking uh, refinancing and mortgage company billboards are uh, lined across the streets. You love capitalism though. I love capitalism. But the funny thing is, the rich people don't live among it. They live up in the hills. 
They live up in the hills or in the mountains. So I think capitalism is cool. Where do you think I live? Where would you qualify that as? That's that's you're in an upper class area. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're in an area that is migrated away and i actually took a drive down to draper and explored kind of inner sandy like deep sandy holy shit there are some nice nice houses out there yeah but there's no rich people living in murray you know what i mean like near the hospital no like no one's living there that's making over uh 200 grand a year or whatever I don't make over 200 grand a year. Yeah, but even then, like, you eventually, you and Liz eventually will combine. Yeah. So, or even individually, maybe. You you never know. Uh, But the, what I want to get away from is this downtown, like, and a lot of what American culture is to me is just the the go, 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 the 24 hours, everything's available. Uh, and you forget to kind of like unwind a little bit because when I go back to Idaho and nothing's open, like if you want to go get a cheeseburger and Rig- do it before 8 PM in Rigby, Idaho. Yeah, exactly. Cause the nearest 24 hour McDonald's is 20 miles away. So there, there was times when I was a kid growing up in this Valley, mm-hmm. um, my friends and I would just get in the car and run up to Evanston for the fucking hell of it in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Just for fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'd run up to Evanston in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. And hang out. And... That, imagine, like, I guess my idea, Mexico especially, because we have social norms here in the U.S. Like, oh, you can't drink before noon, all that kind of <laughs> shit. Go down to Mexico. They're, like, on the beach drinking Corona. Like, it's just so At much 9 more. a.m. Yeah, it's just, like, it's dialed back like you're not do you think that's the vacationers doing that though um i think a lot of wealthy people do it to kind of escape the mental because to be successful in america i feel like you have to constantly be on this like you have to worry about social media you have to worry about yeah you the gears have to turn all the time yeah and, and my idea is like i wouldn't live down there long term but if i could spend six months to a year just living down there getting up when i want to get up go down to a you know if I have a girlfriend, wife, whatever, one day, being able to like wake up, go to breakfast, pay for everything, not worry about money, and just chill for a year. There's a lot of um, retirees that immigrate down there mm. uh, from the U.S. It's a, a lot. It's, like it's a cheap place. Same with Thailand. Like uh, I don't think I could do Thailand, man. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've heard there's some really good parts, but like when you go. What is it like Bangkok? Yeah, that, that's where it gets a little bit crazy. You get all the lady boys, and you get the. I'm okay with lady boys. Yeah, well, my my issue is uh, typhoons. Oh yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, that's a problem with Florida. Why the fuck do people live there? I don't know. Like honestly, I'm gonna ask Audrey that when she calls me. Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, speaking of Audrey. Yeah. Like so, we were talking about her on the last episode, mm-hmm. and uh, you said. Like, the next morning she called you and asked you not to drink? Well, okay, so it wasn't necessarily like that. I I was drinking quite a bit, and I kind of retrospectively looked at it and was like... I sent her a message and said, Hey, I'm probably not the best influence to be around if you're trying to get sober, because I'm probably an alcoholic. 
And she called me, and we had a discussion about it. Oh, so she was, like, concerned about it. Yeah, and she was way more involved in it than I ever was. Like, she she had done coke. She had done, like, meth. She had done all of these really hard drugs. And then she got sober, and I'm so happy for her. And her mom's sober the first time in her life. All this stuff. But I just had the feeling, like, shit. It, if she is coming back to Utah, and she's using me as an outlet to, like, be around better people... I might not be that person. Well, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. And mm-hmm. she asked you to go to an AA meeting with her when she comes back? Well, she asked me that at the very beginning. She was like, hey, just like as a support thing, would you go to a meeting with me? It's a new group of people. It's a new area. It's like, absolutely. Is she moving back here? She wants to, but she needs to be sure that she's not going to relapse. Oh, because her old crew is here. Yes. Okay. Yep. So it's it's the environment. And we had the discussion today where she said, look, I've made my own decisions. I'm not going to relapse around people because they're doing that. But I kind of disagree with that because, like, if you hang around losers, you become a loser. I, I, environment is huge. Yeah, Um. there is a lot to be said for willpower, though, too. There is a lot to be. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, yeah. Kyle's a good example, actually. Kyle Reck. Like, he had that one incident where he came over, but for the most part, he can be around alcohol and not be even, like, tempted by it. Yeah, well, and he was... Uh, he was going through some shit. Yeah, he was going through some uh, family stuff, and uh, let, let's just say his uh, liver isn't used to running marathons anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't take much, mm-hmm. and... Uh, he wound up sleeping on my couch with a pot next to him on the floor. Really? What yeah. did he drink? Like two two beers? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's fine, you know. Like yeah. willpower is a big a, a big deal. Uh, in my case, when I was losing weight to get into the military, that was all willpower. Yeah. My family eats like fucking garbage. Right. And back then, it was like chicken vegetables but i had a goal i was working towards i feel like if i don't have a goal i'm working towards i don't really like want to eat my food that way yeah yeah it's really healthy it's gonna make me live longer but um i i don't know i'm also a big fan of like pizza and Mm. cheesecake Uh, have you been to charlie's chicken over in taylorsville no Oh, it's all natural fed, like vegan fed cows. Like they raise them like top. It's a little more pricey. You're you're talking about like a $10 meal without a drink, but it is the best chicken in the Valley. I think really it's from they're uh, either from Are they Alabama. Local? Okay. Two, two guys the both owners are working in there every single day. I'm going to go there tonight and they're going to both be working. Interesting. I might have to go with you. Yeah, do. It's uh I mean, I don't have money, but I might have to go check it out. It's fucking incredible. It's uh, it's a uh it's and, right by my work. And you know what, Caden, I've seen you turn down alcohol and beer before, and I know how much you love beer. I do love beer. Um, but there was a whole month you went without it. Yeah. I think if this girl comes back into town and she's like looking to you for support i think you can pull it off man i think i I, I really do i think i can too it's just i'm worried that my because i don't feel like i necessarily have a problem with alcohol maybe recently 
like it's it's been pretty hab habitual for me to drink every day just as like getting home yeah see and i don't do that either yeah and i thought about this too like we i drink way more frequent than you i'm also younger than you too like i feel like i'm oh, at yeah, that no i feel it the next day right regardless. yeah i'm at that point where i can drink if if i have 10 drinks i can drink five yeah. cups of water go to bed get up halfway in the night, drink more water, go back to bed, wake up like six, six, four to six hours of sleep and be good to go. Yeah. Run a marathon the next day. Just get some coffee. But as you get older, like it, it, your body changes. Like Dude, it's just, I, I feel like when I, if I drink too heavily, I wake up the next day, I need a fucking oxygen mask on. Yeah. I'm like reaching for ibuprofen. I want to die. <laughs> it would have been a problem if I was in the military being surrounded by actual alcoholics too. <laughs> yeah. I would have tried to win that shit. So I would have been like, oh. See, and the funny thing is, is when I was in the military, I didn't drink. Really? At Like at all. Wow. Okay. Not until my like last, not until I got back from deployment. I, and then even then it was really sparingly. Yeah. So what age were uh, you? I didn't really start consuming alcohol until i was probably about 26 wow okay okay yeah i was i think it was uh even after my 21st birthday i waited a little bit i'd never drank alcohol once before then and you know for me i i had my reasons for that yeah um my mom had like substance abuse issues when i was growing up and she was the parent i was raised by and so i just viewed it as like completely evil and abhorrent behavior right. to like drink at all period yeah because you see how it affects them and i mean i smoked and stuff but not not weed but i smoked cigarettes yeah like, i wasn't full-on straight edge but um and all my friends drank and I'd, i i would volunteer to be the d dd every fucking weekend right but it, like i came back and something switched in my brain and i was like fuck it dude i'll i'll have a few beers yeah uh here and there and you know i used to be able to buy a six pack and that'd last me for a fucking month right yeah i'm i'm lucky if that makes it to the next morning now right um which, which is, is actually still culturally acceptable in a lot of ways which is it, crazy it, to me it's sad it, like i know yeah. it's culturally acceptable but to me it's it's a sad Thing. Yeah, like knowing where I was yeah. and where I am now. Like I love alcohol. I love right. beer. Beer is beer. Just like for the flavor, though. I know you don't like. Like you prefer I don't like being drunk. Yeah, right. Um, like there's yeah. But I'm not gonna drink O'Doul's because O'Doul's is one type of beer. Right. And uh, like if they made a non-alcoholic version of 801. Mm-hmm. Sign me up, dude. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're actually bringing... I don't know if you heard... The, oh, you did hear this because it was uh, Paul who said it at the party that they're bringing hundreds of new beers into grocery stores now. Yeah. What does he do? He works at um, Snowbird. I'm not sure exactly what he does for for sure. Um, but yeah, he, he's up he's up that canyon every day. I envy wow. him. Yeah, no I, kidding. I really do. Hundreds of new beers coming in. But he's really tied into the beer scene. This guy's in way better shape than me, and he's older than me. Uh, How old is he? He's in his 40s, right? Yeah, he's in his 40s. Yeah. Um, but he he's well-tuned into that because he's a fan. 
yeah. of like craft brews. Right. And and it made change too. And ma- he's he's not like the hipster craft brew like beard with a curled mustache. Right. Yeah. Douche. Yeah, with um, a beanie on and No, he... th- this guy clean-shaven, like total normal like middle-class American non-hipster. Yeah. Just loves craft beer. Okay. And he's always looking for something different to try. And he'll tell me, like, he'll talk to me about it. He's like, hey, I tried this. It's good. I tried that. It's bad. Yeah. I appreciate his input on it. Like, every time I go over to their house, like, he offers me something that I've never drank before. And the fact that, and it has a lot to do, I think, with probably his financial situation, maybe where he is in life. Because as younger people, I think we use alcohol as a coping mechanism to go through whatever we're going through as well. But when you get older and you don't have to like stress, you can appreciate the alcohol for different reasons than younger version of you, I guess. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm just trying to get out and exercise more because I recognize the benefit of that. So, yeah. um, I just can't do the gym thing anymore. I don't think, man, like the, the going to the gym and repetitive, like, no, like I don't like it. I would rather like go to sand dunes and run up sand dunes, or like go on a hike, or like do outdoor recreational stuff. So you should go climbing with me more often. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah, I definitely do need to do that. Um, I've got a ton of time off this upcoming week. Do you? Uh, yeah, and um, when you get off work at like three or whatever mm. it is. The sun's up until like nine yeah. days. We could totally hit up some crags. Yeah. Well, sure. I'm up for it. I'm definitely up for it. I haven't been in a long time. I already, I, I had to cancel my membership at the front one because I just found I wasn't going enough. I was, I, I, I was going like two times a month. And at that rate, I'm like, shit, I should just go outside. Like yeah. I don't need to be paying 90, whatever it was, 80, 90 a month. To, to do that. And if I go back to a gym, if I go back to a gym, it'll probably be lifetime because it's 70 bucks a month to get in. And that deters a lot of like the trashy people. I mean, sorry, but that's what you get at Vasa fitness and planet fitness. Yeah. When you pay $10, when you pay $10 a month, you get that. You, you get either the people that are just dedicated and don't want to pay the money. Yeah. Or you get trash. Granted, at Lifetime, you get the type of people that walk into the locker room butt-ass naked with their dick hanging out, and they just look at you they're like, sorry about this. <laughs> sorry. Joke's on them. I've seen enough penises. Yeah. So well, they're, I don't they're, even they're, care anymore. They're cruising. They're cruising for some action sometimes, those rich people at Lifetime, I feel like. Like. Not like LA Fitness level. Yeah. Because those guys are like fucking in the locker room type thing um but yeah you still get them i couldn't even tell you um how many dicks i have seen that aren't my own yeah at this point in my life um i have seen more dicks than i have tits yeah i'll yeah because you're around it like you go to scout camp you go to all this shit like saw dicks at scout camp i mean you shower and stuff so yeah that's fair yeah the group showers i was like i have to go in a group shower like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, you know, in basic training, you see 79 other dicks yeah. that don't belong to you. Just in basic training? Boom, yeah. yeah. Yep. Automatically. Well, it's and just you like, don't... whoa, 
congrats to that guy. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for that guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then on top of that, being in the medical profession and uh, being a combat medic where you have to strip people's clothes off to see all of their injuries. Right. You know, you, you just wind up, you know, catching a few glimpses of dick yep. here and there. Happens, and, man. Um, you know, at a locker room in a gym at this point, I don't care. Usually it's the old guys that are walking around with their dicks swinging out. Yeah. And their balls dragging against the ground. But, right. Uh, so I wonder if it's the same on the opposite end. I wonder if chicks have seen more. I'm sure it is. Have seen more tits than they have dicks. It's got to be. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm sure my wife has seen more titties and bush that I could than I can possibly imagine. Yeah. Like cuz they're around it. It's like it's that's yeah. it. They're yeah. part of it. So, you know, kind of envious in that way, but Yeah. Uh can't really do much about it. Yeah, dude, I I I don't know. Uh if I I don't like the gym anymore. It's just not when I was younger, I was all about it. Yeah. Going all the time. If I can get out and get healthy and back into shape through hiking and climbing, that that's what I would prefer to do at this point in I've, my life. I've looked at jujitsu as a good way. Um, okay. Like, yeah, like maybe jujitsu. I've even considered CrossFit because it's it's moving. It's it's a cert, It's like doing something different all the time. And it's being held accountable to the instructor. So you're like, fuck, I have to push my, like, I can't. But jujitsu in a, it's funny, jujitsu is a big weed community too. Yeah. They smoke before they, they roll. But if you look at jujitsu, what it is, is it's failing thousands of times. It's getting tapped out, tapped out, tapped out. And then eventually you learn new technique instilled to you by people with more experience. And it creates this level of humility that uh the gym can do that if you train hard enough but no one's holding you accountable yeah uh, and that's true unless you're willing to pay for a trainer <coughs> and a lot of people can't afford that i might be willing to one day like if you were in a position where you could pay for a trainer and pay for meal prep or they're like we deliver 12 meals every three days that would be a better situation where I'd be like, okay, now I can. It, but it comes down to time too. Um, the meal prep thing, I'd be more on board for than the trainer thing, because it, it's no secret at this this point. Well, I'm not talking even gym. I'm talking like out, like maybe even like a climbing instructor who's above your skill grade. I just or... find people that are above me and climb yeah. with them anyway. Like, if you had the money, though, would you hire, like, a professional, like, no. the pro climber? No. No, no uh, for for a couple of reasons. Um, there's there's a difference between a pro climber that would be instructing you and a guide that's um, getting you through an area that you've never been in before. Yeah. Um, if I were to hire Sasha DeGillian yep. to be my climbing instructor and show me what she knows... I would have such a hard time focusing on accomplishing the task at hand. Yeah. Because I'd be afraid or like worried about embarrassing myself in front of this person. 
because they're at such a peak level of performance. Okay. When it comes to to that community, <coughs> um, I mean, my buddy Patrick, he's he's probably good enough to go pro, but he's he's not. You know, he just yeah. he's content where he's at. Right. And Those I are the best with, guys. Yeah, and I climb with him, and he teaches me things and shows me different techniques and. Like, there's something to be said about hard work and not, like, being outward about it. Not telling people about it. Yeah. Look at this picture here. This is Jeff Bezos in his first office. Oh, yeah. The first Amazon office. I've seen this first, before. Yeah. yeah. Not, you know, just fucking grinding, man. Yeah. Not and, enough of that anymore. Yeah. And that's how Patrick is, you yeah. know. Like, he's like, he's in it for the love of the climb. Um He's willing to take time with you. Like, yeah. I've been on walls with him for hours upon hours. I've probably hidden, uh, cumulatively with him, time spent climbing mm -hmm. a month. Wow. Like, if you were to condense all the hours into yeah. one solid moment, like, right. it, it's probably 30 straight days. Yeah, multiple hundreds of hours. Yeah. Like. And, um,. He's super chill about it. He uh, he's willing to like slow down for you. Yeah. Um, you know, like you don't feel like you're having to perform at your best. Right. You're just having to try as hard as you fucking can. Right. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's a big difference because if I was with Alex Honnold, mm -hmm. Sasha DeGillian, yeah. um, Hazel Finlay, any of these guys, Adam Andra, uh. I would feel like I'd be I'd have to not only be at my 100% A game constantly. Yeah. I would also be tr having to try at my best and since I'm not looking for a career at, in climbing. Right. Right? Like if you had asked me like 5 years ago, I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, dude, I'll go climbing as a career." Right. And I would totally be willing to study with those guys, but that's not the case anymore. I just want to study with the best because, like, here's a good example. Here's Alex Honnold and Jared Leto. Jared Leto had no fucking idea, but he's like, I want to get better at climbing, so I'm going to hire the best to teach me about it. And I guarantee you his, whatever it is, five years of climbing supersedes most climbers because he was with the best. And that's, uh, yeah, that's true, but... But um, this is a, a case scenario where I'm saying, like, if you didn't have to worry about money, you were like you know, completely free to just explore your, let's say you didn't have a job. You money wasn't an issue. You just had time to explore what you wanted to do. That's kind of the scenario I'm painting. So if that were the case for me, mm -hmm. I would move down to Moab. Mm -hmm. I would make a point to go climbing at a minimum four to five hours every day yeah. with anyone that would go with me. Um, and, then I would uh, take art lessons from a okay. good artist. Yeah. Because both of those things are, like, they're equally important in my mind. Oh, that's yours. I was like, my house key. No. Fuck. No, that's my old house key. It broke off in the lock. Yeah. That sucks ass. Yeah, I went to unlock it, and we had a lady staying with us. Her name's um, Marilyn. She was uh, going through her doctorate program at the U, but mm -hmm. she's from Colorado. Okay. And she was living in our house for a while, and I showed up at home at the old place, and I went to unlock the door, and she t turned the lock oh, on the shit. inside at the same time, and it just snapped the key off. 
and I I just hold on to it because I think it's funny. That is pretty funny. Um, like I don't know. I there's certain things I've wanted to try. Like if if money wasn't an issue, surfing I would I would I would try surfing. Seems meditative. Um. Yeah, I I do really miss living in California for the the fact that I was able to go climbing. 15 hours a week yeah and then go kayaking in the ocean for the same amount of time just the weather's perfect all the time yeah there's like one month out of the year where it rains like non-stop and then like the next 11 months is fucking golden yeah um if i could i would move back down and be a roommate with my buddy steve in a heartbeat really zero question dude like zero fucking question about it yeah um yeah, but you know, art is equally important to me, as important to me as climbing is. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of time for either right now. But I'm I'm gonna find a way to yeah. make that more plausible. Well, time will come too with school being done eventually, and yeah, but I can't just rely on that. Like if I go that route, I'm gonna go fucking crazy before the next three years is over. Yeah, you know, like I'm halfway through my my license i'm two-thirds of the way through my bachelor's right but i still have to get a master's yes and um get another license on top of that so right it, if that's how i'm thinking like i'm not going to be available to do the shit that i want to do in my free time right until i'm like 35 36 so if you could find a way like are you focused more on powering through school right now or like finding fulfillment like if you could scale back on school and be like okay i'm gonna take a couple less extra hours because i'm actually enjoying what i'm doing in the real world i would do that 100 yeah okay without hesitation okay but the, the thing is, is i signed up for a program that makes you it's a requirement it's a, it's a requirement and it makes you grind like a motherfucker it gets over faster but still it yeah. also eliminates all of your free time in that um, in during that period of time. Right. Like I'm I'm using hours where I could be out in Bell Canyon right now hiking around. Yeah. Um drinking out of streams and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um to sit here and talk to you. Yeah. And that's why I'm animate about going climbing tomorrow and hopefully I can find somebody to go with me. Most of uh the people that go with me nowadays are god Fearing LDS people, so they're all going to be huddled down in church tomorrow. Huddled down in church. Um, which is really sad to me because, you know, okay, like, I don't believe in God, but you you do. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. He made the wilderness. Yeah. Go out and fucking experience Yeah, it. you want to know something? The reason God didn't do something on the seventh day is because there wasn't shit to do and there was no other people. <laughs> if there were other people, you betcha he'd be out doing shit. Yeah, he would have been out playing tennis or fucking golf. hiking, golf, like playing something. soccer, baseball, whatever the fuck it is. You know why he didn't do nothing? He looked around and he's like, fuck, there's nothing to do. And he sat around. That's how it is. So, like, you, you can sit here like, I, I don't get that mentality. Like, the whole idea that like, Sunday, I think taking the day off Sunday hugely beneficial like work wise take sundays off but do something you want to do take that one day don't don't look at it as like oh i have to dedicate this day to what dedicate it to you like make that your day saturday whatever you want like i i've 
I'm pretty driven when it comes to like working on the podcast or like different things I'm doing, but like Sunday, especially I'm sure to like, okay, chill out, do something you want to do step back. Cause if you don't like, you're going to run yourself into the fucking ground. Yeah. And, and see for me, I take those days when I can get them yeah. because my schedule's super sporadic right now. Like right. I have, um, Thursdays and Sundays pretty much Saturdays are spent um taking care of the shit around my house that I need to take care of right mowing the yard and all that bullshit um and then the rest of the time I'm in school or clinicals yeah outside of Thursday and Sunday so that's those are my weekend days for yeah now and um you know I just uh recently found somebody that they're free on Thursdays. We're going to go climbing on Thursdays. Okay. Like Thursdays are going to be my, my day. And if I can squeeze it in on Sunday, perfect. If not, then I'm going to do like homework or something. And I mean, that's smart. Like it's finding the time because I think I don't, I don't remember if it was you I was talking to, but I think like the devil quote unquote is empty time. It's like, it's, it's time where you have available where you just waste it. But if you right. can find like little times to squeeze, that's why I kind of started the podcast in a way like multiple podcasts is because like it takes an hour, two hours. I can squeeze that in somewhere right. and it keeps me productive to like bankroll and like keep doing shit. Right. And it's just like For getting, sure. getting consistent. So when I get consistent with both podcasts and I can be like, okay, where's more time I can squeeze something in before you know it, you're doing a shit ton of stuff, keeping yourself busy. Yeah. And so I do have one problem with that type of mentality Mm -hmm. i think it does lead to burnout yeah and it's a common problem with millennials i mean like i'm like that weird in between millennial um where i'm not like full millennial but i'm not full on generation x or whatever the fuck it is either um but i i did read an article where it's like what you're talking about millennials think that way yeah because they were taught by their parents, if you work hard and long enough, you're going to be successful and you're going to get what you want. Right. And so, like, they feel like idle time is complete bullshit and they have to <laughs> occupy it with a productive task all the fucking time. And yeah. uh, that's actually detrimental to mental health. Uh, yeah. And, like, if it's a hobby... That's one thing, you know, like the, the podcast for you, I think is more of like a hobby. Yeah. I, I've, I've skipped. I mean, I skipped, could you please for three weeks? And I'm like, I have never made the commitment of saying I'm going to <laughs> just like, we've never really made the commitment. Like we are going to release every single Friday. It gives us wiggle room to make it something that's a hobby and not required. Cause yeah. if I'm not having fun with it anymore, I'm going to stop doing it. Right. And, and, and call it like, okay, this is season one and I'll start season two whenever I decide. Right. But I think it's finding things you love to do and filling that, like finding new things you like and filling your time with things you like. And then eventually you just have all these things you like bankrolling on each other. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, you got to watch out for that burnout though, for sure. There was something I read that is like 1995 to 1985. Those, the people within that group 
have a different mentality. It's the, it's a mentality like they will be the ones who rule the world when they're in their sixties because they understand technology, but they're not consumed by technology. The middle generation. And that's where I fall. Yeah. I fall in there as well. Um, it's just, <coughs> it's all very interesting. Stop chewing on cords, dude. <laughs> so we've got a dog chewing on our, our cables right now. Um, no. And, and I think that's really important to recognize like you you got to recognize when you're headed for burnout yeah you know like and i already talked about this on an earlier episode i think or maybe even with uh it maybe it was on yours when i was a guest that one time but oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah i was running a hundred miles an hour for about six months yeah um because my mom went through this like divorce and it was really hard on her so i was trying to be like supportive of her and I was trying to, like, take care of my shit, be in school, take care of my wife, go to work. Like, I had zero fucking free time. Zero. Yeah. From dusk till dawn and dawn till dusk, I was busy, like, either doing schoolwork, working, helping my mom, helping my wife, or taking care of my house. Right. And um, that wore on me mentally in just six months to the point where I was like, fuck it, dude, I'm done with, I'm done with life. Yeah. Just you know? wears you down from the repetitive. Yeah. And, and cause I didn't have any recuperation time. Yeah. Um, thank God Dr. Taravello is willing to take me back on as a patient, but yeah, I mean like you, you gotta be careful about it for yeah. sure. Yep. I know you just went through something like that recently with your, uh, your dad had a surgery and your, your mom was just like constantly yeah. like, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. Yeah. And the funny thing is like, I was so dosed up on my antidepressant that I was tolerant of it to a certain extent. I would just bitch about it a lot. But now that that's over, like went back to the doc and I'm like, Hey, I want to start getting off these antidepressants because I feel like I'm being a dick to people. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just don't give a shit about other people's feelings. And uh, he's like, okay, yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to cut your dosage in fucking half. But I think that was appropriate for the time because if I wouldn't have been on the full, I was on the full dosage when I was dealing with that shit. If I wouldn't have been, I don't know what, I probably would have lashed out and said all sorts of shit. Yeah. And that's what wound up happened to me. I, I broke and went off on my mom, went off on my coworkers, went like, yeah, I, I lost my job over it. Um, and, uh, I just wound up like, you know, I, I made my, my situation worse because I mentally couldn't take it anymore. Yep. And, um, you just need to be careful with that guys. Yeah, that's very true. Be cautious of it. Do what you love and fucking don't let anyone tell you what to do. Uh, reach out for help when you need it. Yep, and also, 100%. also you fucks, reach out to uh, cheapshotdiscussions at gmail dot com yeah. and submit some goddamn topics, you fucks. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, we're gonna talk about what we want. So. Yeah. And fuck, if you submit something, <laughs> we might talk about what we want, anyways. Uh, uh I don't know. I'm. I, I kind of want to get new blood into it, but like talk about knitting and different types of yarn. Go fuck yourself. I'll bring my wife on for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has uh, been Cheap Shot Discussions. Signing off. See you next week. Yep.